Hi everyone, this is Alejandro with Yo Soy and I've got an amazing, inspiring guest uh, with me today, Celia Israel. Um, thank you so much for being here and, and chatting with me. Uh, you have been a state representative here in Texas. You've ran for, you were so close to becoming our <laughs> mayor in Austin. Yeah. Um, and are now we're running. We're just drinking coffee, not tequila shots. Right, right. there you go. <laughs> and are now running for office again. And so yeah. thank you so much for Thanks being for here. Thanks for asking. Hello to all those folks who are listening on the Yo Soy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, interlands. Right. And so, Celia, can you tell me why public service? Why, mm. what has inspired you to, to really be out there and really making a difference in our community? Well, I keep going back to my mom, you know, uh, for Latinos and Latinas, isn't it always about the mother, mm. right? Uh, and you only get one, so right. like, deal with it. <laughs> um, but mom was uh, Maria Elena uh, Gomez uh, Israel, and I remember, I'm 59 years old, so as a young girl, very young girl, the Watergate hearings were going on. Huh. And in El Paso, Texas, you know, three channels, mom made me sit down and look at the Watergate hearings, and she became enamored with Barbara Jordan. Huh. And she said, Mija, this woman is very important, and this is really important what's happening, and you need to listen. We never talked about politics in the House, never. But that was, it was a big national moment, right, the Watergate hearings, and this black, powerful woman from Texas was the the the... the the ethical voice of the nation. And I vaguely remember seeing the screen, but what was more important to me is that my mom, who never talked about politics, thought it was important that I should sit down and watch this. Mm, And my mom was also, uh, before she got married to my dad, she worked at White Sands Missile Range. Mm -hmm. And um, she loved public service. She just had a respect for public service. She saw it as not just a stable job, but as something you should be proud of. And that stays with me to this day. Like I want folks around me, whether you work at whatever level you are, I want you to know that you are working for the people and you should be proud of that. Um, She would, until she died, she would tell the doctors or whoever she interacted with, I had, I had, I worked at White Sands Missile Range. I had top secret clearance. (laughs) You know, she was so proud of that. She was a typist, right? Yeah. But but it was, you hear those family stories over and over again, and that it gets into your brain. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's truly appreciated. Um, what else have you, what led you to run for your very first elected office? Well, I, I suppose it would be, you know, my other political mother is Ann Richards. Mm. And in Texas, uh, you know, she was the governor from 1990 to 1994, one-term governor, hugely popular, it was a very special moment in, in in Texas, first woman elected in the modern era, and so for for so many of us, it was uh, I I walked into the campaign as a as a regular volunteer. The regular volunteer turned into a job, and in the and I think it's interesting also Alejandro for the Latino community. We think that we need to that we're not welcome or mm. that we we need to be invited. Yes. I had a professor at the University of Texas. I had just graduated from UT, and I had taken a punky little job making papas because the economy was bad. And But at 501 every day, I would go and volunteer on the Ann Richards campaign. But before I did, like she inspired me, right? I saw the speech, I was goosebumps, like I wanna be a part of that. 
again, not having that in my family background. Right. But Anne inspired so many of us. And I talked to my professors, uh, the legendary Sarah Weddington, uh-huh. and Sarah, and I said, Sarah, can you get me in? Because I want to go volunteer at the Ann Richards campaign. And I'm sure she probably rolled her eyes, right? Uh-huh. Like, so I just fucking called a <laughs> right. campaign. Right. So she called the campaign herself, uh-huh. talked to a guy named Juan Barrientos, who's my friend still to this day. Uh-huh. He was the administrative guy who was keeping all the office r- running. Oh, and she said, Juan is more than happy to put you to work. Here's their number. Call him up. But I mentioned that story because as Latinos, we think we need an entree mm. or we need to be wanted. Right. It's like that tia when you invite her to the quinceañera. Right. And you say, <laughs> well, tia, I sent you the invitation. <laughs> and she says, well, you didn't call me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what have I got to do to get you to the quinceañera? We want to be asked. Right. And right. My, pe- my appeal for those who are listening, is if you're interested in politics, don't wait to be asked. Right. We are. We are it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> this is this is on us. Yeah. So uh, I think any of us would be happy to engage with those who are listening, who want to learn more and do more. I don't want you to just watch my dust. I want you to be a part of the dust that I'm the part of the movement. Yeah. Right? Um, so being a part of the Richards era in Texas, people ask me why do I why am I still doing this right Right. and that's because i remember i remember what it used to be like right it didn't used to be this hateful and hurtful and divisive it's always been challenging right no doubt about it we had fights over the sodomy laws and hate crimes but it was never like it is right now so the the challenge of of the thing that i'm most proud of as 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 a public person is that there's young people behind me who are caring and who are hooked on drugs like a like who are hooked on politics like a bad drug. Right there we go. Say. Um, they they are I I I op- I pierced the water and they came behind me and that's I want beautiful. that's the biggest compliment that I could have. Absolutely. You know I don't have kids I have two dumb dogs back right. home. So I have a lot of younger people in my wake who who are excited and engaged and that makes me feel really good. Well, um, you mentioned the era of Ann Richards and what is and what how we currently have a different sort of politics right and so Mm -hmm. how how does someone or how have you developed that thick skin or like what continues to motivate you because as a out latina in the community in texas that's i'm sure people are listening and thinking there are people like like that in Mm -hmm. texas that are inspiring and doing work how do you navigate that? How do you build that strength, and where do you f- pull strength from for that? I don't know. I I love Texas so oh. much, no. and it's a it's a deep deep uh, hurt when you see the legislature trump all over us as a community, all over women's bodies, um, and continue to miss opportunities to bring us into the fold and help enrich our lives. Um, so I don't know. I think I, I think there's some of us who are fighters. Yeah. And as Latinos and Latinas, as queer people, we to get to, to where we want to go, we have to fight. We have to stand up for ourselves. And we have to feel okay in our own skin. Um, and <clears throat> hopefully be welcomed in the spaces that we're in. Yeah. And by being our authentic selves, we are doing our part to melt the glacier. Right. Yeah, um, so I, my mom was fierce, and I had a 
fierce political mother in uh. Ann Richards. And I realized by, by me being on the House floor and speaking truth to power, no, I didn't stop the bills, but I, but I, but I made sure that the, the, the woman's voice, the queer voice, the Latino voice was heard. And I'm always surprised that people were paying attention. You know, I've got some very wonderful messages from people. I served nine years in the legislature who said, thank you for standing up for my family today. You know, the bill still passed. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, they're still doing harm. Right. But um, it's important that people like me and that people who are listening to this podcast yeah. know your voice matters. Right. So I want you to be you. I want you to be honest. I want you to be true. And I, I know that, that that's hard sometimes, right? right. We've, as you alluded to, Alejandro, we've created kind of a toxic right. um atmosphere right now well, and I, I i've said in the past you know i have a background in politics i was really excited to kind of engage and it's just been hard i think even looking from the outside in or being a part of it all seeing okay yeah. how do we navigate this realm and this device you know you put your personal life out there yeah. right and that's i think i i struggle with that of how do i get to that place of the fighter yeah. for longevity because after your years in the state house then you ran for mayor yeah uh, here yeah. In, in, in austin and so how you know you and and now you're currently right so where the you know that drive is such so inspirational and Thank i you. really appreciate that well thanks for noticing yeah because uh, not honestly not all the people are noticing right like at some point our community is going to wake the hell up and uh. say not today, Satan. Yes. We're going to, today we're going to vote. <laughs> right. Amen to today that. Today we're going to vote. Today we're going to volunteer. Today we're going to engage. Today we're going to rally. Yeah. Um, and um, I I know that it's getting better. Yeah. It's just, it's it takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes elections. It takes people having the courage to say, um, in my case, people still think I'm in the legislature. And I'm like, no, I had to give that up right. to right. run for mayor. You right. can't run for two things at the same time right. in Texas. So, you know, for me, uh, por el amor de, de Texas. Yeah. I love Texas very, very much. And because I'm a woman of a certain age, I know that what happened, what's happening right now is not normal. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to fight for normal. Yeah. Um I want I'll I'll argue with you all day about mass transportation and air quality and childcare. But um I won't put up with hatred. Right. Absolutely. It's just it's just divisive hatred not not because they believe that this is what Jesus would have thought. Mm-hmm. This 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 keeps the gavel of power in their hands. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's all about power and money and absolutely. influence and and disrespecting our community. Yeah. So I want people to know your voice matters. I want you to be I, I want you to be awake and I want you to be angry, but I don't want you to be so awake and angry that you're that you're not just don't just tweet it. Right, you know, and get like, involved. <laughs> help us out. Yeah. Find a group that you 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 connect with, and Absolutely. and 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 be your authentic self within that group. Right, and so that run for mayor. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? Because going from a state legislator to then very local politics and running for mayor and coming very close, what nine hundred and something votes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so how was that experience for you? And how do you you get back up? um to run again yeah i don't know i'm um it was it was difficult 
I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was hard. Um, I gave up a seat in the legislature for the state that I love to run to be the first Latina mayor of any major American city. So in the top 30, we don't have a Latina yet. My gosh. So we came so close. Um, for those of you who know politics, you know it always comes down to money. You know, and we had an open seat. Um, we had a, a guy who used to be the mayor, want to be the mayor again. Mm-hmm. And you had a, a, a Latina queer woman established with a good reputation in the legislature, pro-transit, pro-change, pro-housing and affordability, um, who we woke a lot of people up. It mm-hmm. was not easy. We, yeah. we did hundreds of events. Absolutely. Um, a ton of social media. Um, and we were outspent four to one. Yep. So I'm really proud of what we did. Yeah. And we came very, very close. We got 41% of the vote on election night. Um, runoffs are the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then we had to raise $250,000 more to, for the runoff election. Mm-hmm. But there are, there are PACs, outside, an outside PAC was formed on both sides. Um, the outside PAC from the current mayor was chaired by Jesus Garza, who is now the city manager. You know, so it, 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 there were very powerful forces that we were going up against. Yeah. The, the business establishment, even though they liked me and said, she's one of the good ones, we worked with her, they, um, they, they went with a familiar face, right? Yeah. And so it was, it was difficult, but I'm very, very proud of it. It was, um, as I said on election night, I'm not going anywhere. Right. You know, so I steeled up really quickly. Uh, and then I went away for a few weeks, and and as we all need those vacations, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I came back out, and I had people come up to me at a Whataburger, at a, a Best Buy, at a Goodwill. You know, not insidery people, just average younger people generally to say, "Hey, aren't you lady that you're on, you're the lady who ran for mayor, right?" And and they would and they would express how disappointed they were that I didn't win, and it's it's flattering, but it's also reflective of a campaign that was very different. Yes, right? absolutely. In Austin, we have a tradition of picking the guy mm-hmm. and say, okay, here's your guy. We're going to get behind him. Mm-hmm. And I got in the way of that. Absolutely. I was and a disruptor. You And I would say you inspired, I think, a lot of people in the community to really think, oh, we can go up against the machine, right? We can go up against and not be afraid of of it because I don't think, I think you weren't afraid of it, of it at all and really leaned into it and people rallied around that, around the community. And so yeah. thank you for that, well, that amazing work. It was, it was, I gave up my, my I gave up my life to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a realtor and I, I made no money last year. I was, yeah. and when I get into a political zone, I'm like the dog who's going after the bacon. Right. I'm get that bacon. <laughs> right. And we did really, really well. Yeah. Um, in the sense that we, we woke a lot of people up to say, wait a minute, you mean there's, there's a Latino community out there? There's right. a queer community out there? <laughs> right. And they're voting? Right. So we almost did it. Yeah. And we just need to kind of remember that yeah, for, for, for future, um, opportunities for change and and i think our biggest challenge continues to be affordability right and and you're running now for a new uh position so tell us a little bit about that and what why that's a position that's really important to the community 
Yeah, I'm running for tax assessor collector in Travis County. So we have 254 counties in Texas. Each one has a person who is in charge of gathering all the property taxes. Um, they also do different jobs. Um, there's a, it's uh, mundane administrative things like if I sell my car to my cousin, we got to go to the tax office and transfer the title. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also something really, really important like voter registration, creating the voter rolls. They got to be accurate. They've got to be as full as possible. We've got to register as many people as possible. So um, I've I've done those things in the legislature. I've done transportation things. I've done voting rights things right. over the course of my my career. So um, there's 200 individuals in that office who I want to make sure they get uh, they are treated with respect, that they are held to a high standard as well, mm-hmm. um, and that they um, they want I want them. As we were alluding to, I want them to be proud of the fact that they're working for Travis County. We're doing good things to help people. You know, that cranky person who comes in the door, I want them to walk out and say, wow, that was really cool. That person was very nice to me, and I got what I needed done. Right. Government is a, get, can be very, very helpful to you. Um, so I'm looking forward to the next challenge. Yeah. Um, the current uh, person who's occupying that office, Bruce Elfont, is not running for re-election, so I'll be on the ballot next year. Oh, and nice. So that's, okay. uh, it's a Democratic primary and then it's a November general election. And what do you say to people who say, oh, those, those, my vote doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Or why should I even vote for that stuff? Or I only wait to, for the president or so. What do you kind of say to those folks who are not as engaged right now in those types of local races? Yeah, since I can't reach through the airwaves and slap you, <laughs> um, I will simply uh, chastise you and say um, you're – our, our ancestors died for the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a person of color in this country, your ancestors gave up so much in order to, to be counted and to be valid, validated and to be valued, uh, whether you come from farm workers um, or slaves. You know, we have, uh, we have um, it's incumbent upon us to respect that history and do right by our ancestors who wanted a better life for all of us. It's not rocket science. Go to your goddamn registration site right. and fill it out and get your card and go vote at the very least every time. Right. Because those who are fighting us, who are using us as piñatas, literally almost, mm-hmm. good way those people who are, who are using us as their foil mm-hmm. to say, look at what a great Republican I am. And I don't say that easily. We need a two-part, a strong two-party system, but the Republican Party is, is crumbling. Right. It's it's festering from within right mm-hmm. now. Um, this is um, this is the system. This is a great country. It it it's in peril. Look no farther than what's happening in in at the courts over the the insurrection on January the sixth. Mm-hmm. We had a president who almost got away with it. So. It's not all about what happens at the big level. It's also what's happening at the state level, um, where we told families, you can no longer, in, in, in cons- consultation with your doctor, do the hormone treatments that you think you need to do for your child. Huh. We told doctors their voice doesn't matter. One of the most powerful lobbies in the state of Texas is the, the, the physician's voice. They were told, it's not gonna happen. So, um, and of course, at the local level, we're talking about 
issues like affordability and environmental right. justice. So there's there's room for you, uh, regardless of what it, what your issue is, whether you're um, queer or a straight ally. We need you and um, and pick your topic, find your organization or organizations right. that you resonate with, and 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 help help them out. Absolutely, and and then question for you in regards to your advice that you would give your younger self Mm. Uh, looking back and and I'll ask that question of kind of if you had to go back and tell yourself some advice what would what would that be Mm. Mm. don't feel weird Mm. (laughs) that is a great (laughs) Don't be weird. Right, yeah. Or or it's okay to be weird. Yeah. Um I I wore high tops. I wasn't a a Barbie girl. Right. Um I could tell you all the names of the players in the Dallas Cowboys, offense and defense. Right. <laughs> um I love sports. And my parents didn't like politics and they didn't like sports. So how I came out the way I came out is unbelievable. I love that. Um I lived on my bike. You know, mm. I love just f- going fishing, jo- touring around with the neighborhood wow. kids on the bike. So I was that kind of, Normally, I was the only girl. Mm-hmm. The only girl playing basketball at the high school with all the boys. So um, I would tell her, Can, just power through. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just be you. Um, because um, by just being you, you can change the world. And, and I've and I've seen it happen in my life. It's been a, a tremendous honor and a blessing to have served the people of Texas, yeah. um, and 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 just be Celia, yeah, just be Celia. So I want you, who's listening, to just be you, whatever that is, whatever that is. Yeah, you are a you are a ball of clay, and um, it's important that you just be you because if you're not being authentic, then um, Number one, other people can see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially so, in politics yeah, in general. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be fake. Um, be true to yourself and you'll be a happier person. Oh, absolutely. Great advice. Great advice. And from that being your personal advice, what would be a word of advice or a lesson you've learned in politics in your years of being a seasoned state representative and elected official? What would be you tell someone who's just now – starting in their realm of politics or getting elected and running for office, what would be your word of advice in that world? Well, there's a lot that I could say. Um, I think as um, people who have been marginalized, we think we need to be better than, we need to be stronger than, we need to be overprepared, we need to be super smart, we need to have all of our ducks in a row before we say, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, your white male counterparts, they just own it and say, I have a penis, therefore I should be in this position Uh, right now. uh You know, there's so much to be said for us devaluing ourselves. Yes. And not and just and and um, and not recognizing we are enough Uh right now. And so. So many men in my in my world have uh, obtained similar positions of influence and have had no more experience than I have had. In fact, sometimes less. But we feel like we need to work harder and get that resume just right before we do it. Well, no. Do it. 
Don't wait till you're 40. Don't wait till you're 50. Don't wait till you hit a certain level. Surround yourself with good people. Be involved with positive people mm. and positive organizations who are you're supporting them and they're supporting you. I love um, that. It's not it's not a negative soup mix, right? It's a there are negative soup mixes. I was gonna say <laughs> there's a lot. But of, don't go there. Yes, absolutely. stay away from that quicksand. Yes, it might think feel like it's the right place for you, but. You should be in a support in a supportive, positive environment, mm-hmm. and if you're meant to run, it'll happen if you're open to it. Absolutely. And if not, help other people get elected. You mm-hmm. know, um, a few hours on on a, a a few weekends in an even numbered year. Oh man, you can you can really pack mm, a punch. Absolutely. We were just talking about my experience it, in field and how those phone banks and ground those game. Not, ground, game ground game make. A difference. It really does. Um, and so, and I always tell people, you want to get involved, start making some phone calls or knocking on some doors because that's, you'll see your actual outcomes that way. Yeah. If you think of politics as, mm-hmm. um, as a marketing branding effort mm-hmm. and folks need to see not just the ad on Twitter or Instagram, they need to get a knock at the door. They need to get a call. They need to get a text. They need right. to get a digital ad at their you know, Vanity Fair scrolling or whatever right. it is that they're they're looking at. Um, we need to use all of these tools because our people don't vote in the numbers that we should be voting. Absolutely, in. and how so, big of a difference we can change things around. A little bit of one or two percentage points mm. change the world, baby. Absolutely, absolutely. So, as we're coming to the end of this interview, I wanted to ask, what are your, what's your goal? What's your vision for the Texas? that you love so much and envision uh, and hope to see continue? (laughs) Oh, well, I have a scepter and a crown, (laughs) and I'm in charge, (laughs) and I'm running things. Celia era, right? (laughs) Yes, the reign of Celia. (laughs) So that's not going to happen. You don't get to be queen. Right. Um, As much as I would love to be the queen of Texas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, for all you drags who are listening, you're the true queen. <laughs> I don't mean to disrespect. Uh, you know, a state that has um, a state that takes its wealth and does good things with its wealth. We are a very wealthy state. We just came off of a off of a legislative session with over thirty billion dollars in surplus money. So that means after paying all the basic bills. We still had $30 billion left over. We're spending uh, a sinful amount of money on the border uh-huh. only to embarrass um, or try to embarrass. They don't get embarrassed. Right. Does it embarrass Joe Biden that <laughs> we put floaty things with razor wire in the middle of the water? No. Um, it makes us look ridiculous, and it's, and it's petty, and it's pandering to 3% of the electorate who vote in March of even-numbered years. Uh-huh. Redistricting is has done real harm to the state. Um, we, should be, we should be partnering with cities and local governments and counties on childcare. Um, we should be partnering with cities and local counties on housing. We should be partnering with nonprofits on, um, on housing and affordability issues because the world is different now. Wages have not kept, kept pace with the cost of living. And um, there's a role for the government to play to say, 
to that teacher who teaches in the heart of the city, you shouldn't have to live 40 miles outside the heart of the city and come in every day and teach our kids. Right. Or, or bus our kids or clean our toilets or, you know, frame our houses. Whatever it is that you're doing that is your trade that you're proud of, um, you're, you're, you're not being respected by this government when you are being told, well, just move out 40 miles out that way and you can, you can find something to rent or to buy. Mm-hmm. So I still think that that is, we talk a lot about workforce issues, and it's not just as simple as get an education and get that college degree. There's so many people who are graduating from college now. Maybe they got it. They got a nursing degree. Right. Where are they going to live? Mm-hmm. They ain't going to live anywhere near here. Absolutely. But you can expect them to come into the heart of the city and dress your wounds. Mm-hmm. Change your bedpans. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we're, you know, I, I want people to to know that this system is is unjust. Yeah. And um, if I was queen, right. um, I would <laughs> I would dedicate more of our resources. A lot of good things are happening with with private and and public partnerships, yeah. but we need to we need to up our game on that, or else we're going to become um, so exclusive and pushing people out. And and people keep talking about San Francisco, right? Like, right. No disrespect to the city of San Francisco; it's right. a beautiful city. Yeah. Um, it's also a hugely expensive city that no one can afford to live in. Right. So you can't. It, it, beca- you, it becomes it's not good. Yeah. No, and it becomes a different place to live and you've been here in austin for so long you've yeah. seen it kind of grow and change and morph um what are some things you hope in this new role that you're running for mm-hmm. to accomplish and change in the city um you know the reason i ran for mayor was almost singularly around housing and affordability yeah. i'm a realtor uh, i've seen it hurts my heart to tell people drive until you can afford it you know yeah. it's just the most crass market thing but the market is a beast the market is the market um so i um you know i i hope that i am able to get out from behind the counter be engaged in the community make sure those 200 individuals know that they are valued and appreciated and held Mm -hmm. to high standards um but that the that that i continue to be celia and that people will connect with me because i'm from el paso because i'm a longhorn because i'm queer so that they will say, well, that was cool. She's, what is she, honey? What does she say? She, oh, it's tax assessor. Okay, cool. They may not know what that really is, but they've met somebody who's in an elected position who was, um, who was a real person with them. Absolutely. You know, and that's, that's ultimately what I, you know, I really love that about government is that we're just people trying to do good things. Awesome. So, yeah. so. And, and where can people go to support uh, your campaign? Where can they see find you as well? Well, the website is still being created. Perfect. We're talking about a campaign for next year, but you can catch me on Insta and Twitter at Celia Israel. Uh, if you care to dabble in the cesspool that is Twitter, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of right. I'm still there, but I'm kind of limiting my I touches. Just right deleted it last, <laughs> like literally last week. How did that feel? <laughs> it felt pretty good. I was like, well, when they changed the icon, I was like, what? What is this app? And right. then yeah, so you know, you anymore, I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, for now, I'm I'm available on all the social media, Israel on on Facebook. I have a public Facebook, uh, también, and uh, and it's really me, and um, and. Um, you know, thank you all for listening. Thank you for asking me to be here, and thank you for for lifting our, no, our and voices. Th- and thank you, Celia, for the inspiration you've given to this community, the queer community. For those who didn't, when she ran for mayor, just so you all know, 
there were events in places that I had not seen, events that were political before. It was bringing people, it was bringing her campaign to people, not people to the campaign. And it was amazing and inspiring and something that I hope we see a lot more of in our community. Uh, And thank you for that work and the service you've done for our community and our state. So... I'm really thankful that you're here. You're welcome. Por el amor de Texas. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Sidia, so much for being here. I really appreciate you're it. You're welcome.